welcome to the Unfair Podcast. Hello and welcome to the OnFIF podcast. Uh, I am Arunima Sharan, Senior Research Analyst here at OnFIF, and today I am joined by Marcela Pumarino, who is the People Manager at Banco Central de Chile. Thank you very much for joining us. We will be discussing themes around gender balance in financial institutions and speaking about different policies and initiatives specifically in central banks that drive progress in this area. So welcome, Ms. Pumarino, and thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you very much for this invitation and for speaking about uh, this interesting topic. Yeah, we look forward to hear from you and your experience at the Central Bank. But to jump right in um, with kind of a broad overview of the landscape, um, there's been increasing evidence in recent years that including women in positions of leadership has a positive impact in, on financial stability and in outcomes in general. Could you talk a little bit about why gender inclusion and diversity matters, specifically in the context of financial institutions and maybe even central banks? Well, today in our society, we have very complex problems. And uh, so to have a diversity in our workforce uh, to solve this kind of problems, uh, it is very important so we can have a diversity of uh, ideas, diversity of perspective, diversity of experience. And in central banks, uh, we think that it's very important to have an environment of knowledge, of ideas, of discussion, of reflection, and it's very important to have a representation of our society. In Chile, women are 51% of population. So it's very important to have to be represented in all these kinds of discussions. And also we think that it's important to give equal opportunities, that it's fair to have equal opportunities in all areas of knowledge and not to have restrictions about career development, don't to have restrictions on on different perspectives and experiences. Yeah, that's a very valid observations and it's always nice to have institutions that reflect society in general that they serve. Um, going more kind of in depth into central banks and the practices in the gender balance index, which is one of OMFIF's flagship reports, which we published earlier this year, we found that while there has been progress over years um, in financial institutions when it comes to gender parity, it has been quite slow. Um, at mm. the current rate of progress, we find that it takes about it'll take about 140 years to achieve gender parity in these institutions. This is definitely not the case for Banco Central de Chile, which is one of the highest scoring central banks in our index. But I wanted to ask you, what do you, what message do you take away from this headline result of it taking so long to have gender parity globally? Well, it, it, it was very shocking to see uh, that kind of uh, forecast to have 140 years. I, I mean, it, it's, it's incredible. Um, I was thinking what practices would uh, influence this uh, result uh, or, or this forecast. And um, maybe that uh, some central banks, not, not, not in Chile, but I, I've learned that some central banks don't hire people in upper positions uh, from the labor market. 
It's mm -hmm. just internal promotion. And of course, that, that is a restriction because it's good to have a balance between internal promotion and uh, bringing people uh, with interesting experience from from the market. That, that, that is a good practice for, for, for all the um, diversity. Also, I know that some central banks don't hire um, foreigners, for example. And uh, I think that in, in a central bank, you have to attract the best talent, the best talent possible. And it doesn't matter in which country you, you were born or gender or your or whatever. I mean, knowledge, ideas, talent is it's the most important thing. Um, in Chile, I think that we, we've had um, good results uh, because we, about five years ago, we started to work on a, on a gender balance uh, agenda. So we try to, to look at topics of talent attraction to, to share good practices and to have uh, national, international relations with know universities or, or important places where we can attract talent and also strengthening our networks sharing good practices is something very important for this topic and um, so that's why we really appreciate this discussion and and, and this space to to talk about this uh, topic also um, in our strategic plan in, in the central bank we defined uh, some initiatives uh, that are there to promote gender balance and and also we we're doing lots of data analysis we have a dashboard with with all these indicators um, to see our progress to have measures and, and try to to do our best of it yeah no definitely i think yes other central banks that might be listening and would love to hear more about what you are doing and can that brings me to my next question about given Banca central de chile's strong performance could you talk us through some of the specific measures or policies that you have implemented that you have found to be successful or have contributed to promoting gender equality or making it a better place to work oh yes of course um well, in talent attraction, um, we we start uh, implementing lots of little measures uh, in our recruiting and selection process. For example, we we review the language that we were using to the in this job posting. For example, in, in Chile, in Spanish, professional degrees have gender. You you can talk about ingeniero or ingeniera, and that kind of things uh, we will put a lot of attention on. Also, the, the interviewers, uh, who interview was important and to have parity in, in interviewers was important. Uh, we had some uh, measures. Um, we realized, for example, that when you have female interviewers, it was uh, positive than when you only have a, a panel of interviews that were only men. Um, so we look at who were interviewing. We also decided that always we should have a, a very good women applicant um, in the in the short list, and that was that was very challenging because uh, we had to to have very proactive uh, recruiting uh, using platforms and and really doing our research where women with very good experience and very very good professional background we could uh, attract and. We decided that it was uh, very important to have women in the in the shortlist. 
many times happens in the CV, usually uh, it doesn't appear all the experience or all uh, soft skills or doesn't appear in many things that appear in the, in the interview. So to have the, the opportunity to be interviewed, it was very important. So you can really kind of know all these soft skills that, that doesn't appear in the, in the curriculum. Um, also, I think one of the best practices that I would like to share is about our professional internship, internship program. We have an internship program with uh, university students and we have parity. We have, I don't know, 50, 50 students uh, having an internship and we have uh, parity 25 men, 25 women. And that showed to be very, very interesting because Afterwards, if these people apply to any job um, in the bank, we realized that, uh, for example, past years we hired two people, uh, 12, 12 people, and it were eight uh, women and four men. And that was, uh, well, in, in, in very objective uh, and transparent recruiting process. And it seems that when you give visibility to women and you give equal opportunities, you really um, find results that where, where you have more participation and more representation of, of women in your workforce. It's, it's like talent. In, in nature, we, we, we know for years that talent, what does talent people want? They want visibility and they want opportunities. They want to be challenged. And I think that, that that's uh, uh, an important thing to, to have in mind when you are doing this kind of practices or, or policies uh, that helps to have more women participation in, in your workforce. Um, also, we have settled some very interesting uh, programs of mentoring okay. because the other thing that is very important for its role model. And so when you have for example, senior professional or senior managers as mentors of uh, women, for example, here in the bank, to, to encourage women to, to apply to a manager's position, it's quite a, a challenge. And so uh, mentoring helped uh, that. Also, I think that it has been very important in our training programs, in our leadership training programs, uh, we start having uh, some group discussions about uh, unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. That was a very, very interesting uh, discussion because uh, they, they are very unconscious. <laughs> and so, and, and, and they are not only from men. I mean, we women and men, we all have this unconscious bias. We all have this kind of uh, gender stereotypes and that's a restriction. That's a limitation. Also, we gave this, this training programs for, for all the rest of the bank. And it, it has been very, very interesting. We have also organized some discussion groups, for example, some talks or, or discussion groups with, with our governor. We have our first female governor in about 100 years. <laughs> and, and that has been very, very interesting for opening these discussions for reflecting about what is it meaningful, what is it useful, what is it, what does it work 
if we want to have this gender balance inside our bank. No, definitely. I can see how having, you know, Governor Costa there in the position increases the visibility and maybe is also inspiring for the interns that you get to want to pursue a career in the bank, which then builds a pipeline of future female talent. Um, I know you spoke a little bit about mentorship programs for maybe more senior or more middle management staff members to kind of have the female retention of women in those positions. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of the other measures that you might have, maybe relating to childcare policies or flexible work. As we know, in the world that we live in, women and have to balance more care duties at home. So I was wondering if you had policies related to that that have, in your experience, been successful or have helped um women return to work in those senior management or middle management positions when they do tend to leave? Yes, of course. Uh, we we have important benefits or practices that support uh, maternity. Yeah. Well, in Chile, labor law is very protective of mm-hmm. maternity, but also we also support co-responsibility in parenting. So we support also nursery benefits or flexibility. Well, we have also hybrid work here in the you know, central bank. Although this is for everyone, really the data says that women appreciate much more flexibility. And we have this flexibility in returning to work, in, in making workday uh, uh, shorter, for example, uh, all, all flexibility that encourage that uh, women in their maternity period uh, can have this balance between work and 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 family. But we and we also make these group discussions with women that are in the maternity period or have a, a small kids, and so we we listen to them and try to understand what. What does it help? The key thing I think is to, to listen and to be, to be very empathetic. And, um, and in these discussions, uh, we decided that we were not only asking women with, with young kids, but also men with young kids and to understand what it works and try to, to, to break this stereotype that, um, I don't know, children or family, it's, uh, it's a women issue yes. because I think it's not. It's something that is shared in these parenting practices. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Um, yeah, I think one of the findings that we had in the Gender Balance Index was this disparity between maternity and paternity leave that is offered in different central banks. So it's encouraging to know the emphasis that is placed, you know, that both parents are able to, both parents have a voice and, you know, their needs and are being listened to and taken into account at the Central Bank of Chile. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have a final question from my side. Again, stepping back and looking at the big picture view is, in your experience, maybe or from what you have seen at the Central Bank of Chile or other places, what is the impact of having a more diverse leadership in financial institutions, whether this is in the central bank or in the private sector? I wondered if you had any thoughts on this. Um, yes, of course. To have a, um, a more diverse workforce really enrich perspectives. And uh, it has been studied that uh, high-performance teams are always diverse. 
always tigers. And this is, uh, there is a very interesting investigation of a Chilean psychologist. Uh, oh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> well, it says that high performance teams uh, are diverse. In financial institutions, uh, it's very important because if we are uh, trying to to promote finance inclusion, if we want to promote uh, financial education, if we want to have uh, analysis reports on economic and financial issues, to have this topic about uh, with with this gender perspective, um, it helps to understand much more better our our society, our economic phenomena. I think that uh, when we have a, a, a more balanced team, mm-hmm. um, of course, we can reach uh, much more better outcomes. Um, also, I think that in management, um, women um, contribute with, with uh, collaboration, with empathy, with... I think that in diverse uh, leadership teams or in more balanced leadership teams, uh, really, uh, you can achieve much better results than when you have only uh, one uh, type of professional without diversity. No, I think those are very inspiring words to kind of end on. Um, and I really appreciate you joining us here today. Is there anything that you would like to share maybe as final thoughts for people who might be listening? Be something that you're doing at the central bank or what you think the way forward is to make even more progress in this area? Um, well, I think that we, we've done lots of things mm-hmm. with, I think that we have, um, I don't know, a journey of four or five years. We have some interesting achievements. For example, um, last week uh, we received this uh, second place in the great place to work for women. Um, that that was uh, very inspiring. Um, why did we want to participate in that kind of rankings? Because we wanted to share good practices, and we want to 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 really compare us ourselves. What what happened in central banks is that you you don't have usually too many uh, comparisons in 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 your own country. For example, you have to compare to other central banks, and there there are uh, different differences in culture or, or in law. It's uh, different. So to compare with um, organization institutions in your own country, and also in in surveys that, that they are answered by your own people, I mean, for, for the organization itself. Um, it's very, it's very good to know that uh, we have a, a good standard in our practices. But the, the best thing is that, uh, well, when, when this is shared in all uh, social media, applications of women to our bank increases in 30% in the next weeks. And we feel very grateful about that uh, because uh, that that strengthens our employer brand and so attracts talent, what, which is our our best interest. And also, for example, this this ranking or, or this gender balance index that you prepare also it's it's very interesting uh, to have a kind of objective measure of how we are improving having this balance um 
I would say that although we have this kind of achievements and we feel very proud of it, there's a long way to go, a long, long way to go. And we have to, to try different solutions. We have found that, that there are things that work very well, as I told you in this student internship program. But there are some others that don't work. For example, our blind CVs. We, we try to, to do that. And we realized that uh, managers wanted to interview more women. And if they didn't know uh, if the CV was or not a woman, we lose opportunities to, to have this opportunity of, of an interview. So I think that we are learning in the journey. We're trying different solutions. Some works, another one works better. And the important thing is to have really in mind uh, what we want. And we want a better organization. Uh, we want a place with talent, with knowledge, with ideas, with experience. And we cannot let anyone uh, out just because our stereotypes of, uh, I don't know, gender or nationality or, or whatever. Yeah, that's a perfect place to end this with those inspiring words. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for this opportunity. And looking forward to, to have uh, next time to, to discuss a little bit more. Thank you all for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast and listen to all of our other podcasts on our channel, which is on Spotify and our iTunes. You can find more articles and the gender balance report on our website or through the Sustainable Policy Institute, LinkedIn and other social media channels. Thank you for listening to the OMFIF podcast.